Hey everyone, and happy Thursday. Welcome to episode six of season three on Wife Me Up. I'm your host, Megan Faulkner, and I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here with me today. I love hearing from you, and this season especially, your feedback has been just so valuable and so important to how we shape the conversations that we're having. Um, Even just today, I received some feedback in a text message that was just so helpful and so encouraging encouraging and so kind. So thank you for doing that. I feel like when we have these conversations, specifically these really hard conversations, we're just hanging out talking, working out the hard stuff of life together. So thank you for entering in this time and space with me and just being excited about what's happening on and through Wife Me Up. I love this part of my life and I'm just so glad to hear from you that you love it too. If you wouldn't mind leaving a rating and a review, if you're using Apple Podcasts, that would be so insanely helpful. It's helpful to all podcasters. I cannot even tell you. Additionally, if you've loved this series on Becoming Unstuck, my team and I would totally appreciate you sharing these episodes, tagging me. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure that you hit that follow button. All of these things matter more to podcasters than I could even describe to you. They are so helpful in getting our shows out there. We are in our season of unstuck stories of hope, where we share stories from people who were once stuck, or maybe they're climbing out of stuck who aren't stuck any longer, or who don't want to be stuck any longer. Sometimes we'll have guest interviews and other times I'll tell the story. Today, we have an interview with my sweet friend, Christine. Christine recently went through a really insane transitional period in her life, and you'll get to hear all about it. In this episode, Christine Rigo is one of the sweetest, kindest, smartest people I know. We met in college and have just been buddies ever since. She is a rock star in professional ministry. She can run circles in the creative sphere around just about anybody, and her attention to detail is absolutely unmatched. She is so friendly and so fun and so willing to always learn and adapt and grow, and you'll hear all about that in her story today. I just adore Christine, and I know that you will too. If you're in a transition, if you're about to be, if you have ever been through one, this is the story for you. Christine's wisdom and her heart will totally resonate with you and will definitely encourage you along the way. But before we get started, remember, Wife Me Up is for the single person who wants to feel like they're a part of the club. It's for the married person who has anyone single in their life. It's for the dating, the engaged, the enraged, and everyone in between. My hope is that this show will provide a little humor, a lot of fun ideas, and ways that we can all be a little more connected to each other's stories. To not isolate or assume, but to engage and ask. To tell stories, to share ideas, and to as often as possible create things for others to enjoy. Because what actually is life if it's not shared? Let's share our lives and unstick what's not supposed to stick. Here is my conversation about life's transitions with Christine Rigo. Well, hello, everybody. It is Thursday, November 4th. I can't believe it's November. My friend Christine is here with us today. Christine, welcome to Wife Me Up. Thank you. It's so good to be here. I'm so happy you're here. This is a long time coming. 
it really is. It's been years since we've connected, you know, voice to voice. So I know it's awesome. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Christine, can you please introduce yourself, who you are, what you do in the world, anything you feel comfortable sharing? Sure. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Christine. Um, I live in Massachusetts, right outside of Boston. I am a virtual assistant, which is a new gig for myself. So I'm really hmm. embracing the uh, work from home life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't even think I knew that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a new gig. Um, so that's what I do professionally. And I feel like I need to say I am a diehard New England Patriots fan. I need to get that out there anytime I can. Um, so yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> I love that. Like I know also go Patriots and also, also I work Patriots. from home. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Christine, you are a big listener on Wife Me Up. You're such a contributor. Sure I love like having you in the community. And season three, as you know, is all about sharing stories of people who are stuck or were stuck mm -hmm. and are now unstuck. And that's why you're here to tell us yeah. your unstuck story. So the first question I just have for you is, can you categorize your stuck for us? So was it emotional, spiritual, physical, grief in a system, in a job? just categorize it yeah um, I think I would say that it was a lot of those all rolled into one I would say um, emotional and spiritual uh, some physical for sure um, a lot of unexpected grief um, mm -hmm. and kind of based in a in a season but based in a, a move that I made is really where the stuck started um, yeah so yeah a lot of different factors in in that season you know, it's so interesting as as I'm just researching stuck um, and having all these conversations with people, no one is really stuck in just one thing. They yeah. seem to be really intertwined. And that's yeah. I mean, that's your story, too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So can you tell us the story? Can you tell us your stuck yeah. story? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, so uh, I was living in upstate New York for about seven years. Uh, I followed God out there to help open a campus of a church. Um, and it was really my first like big girl job, if you will, like going out on my own mm -hmm. and moving out of my parents' house. And so I was there for seven years. And then um, about five and a half years into it, I started feeling like God was saying, it's time for you to go back home. And mm. um, it took a long time to get to that point where I was you know, ready to make that move. And, and I think he had been preparing me, you know, it wasn't like, I'm asking you to do this right now. It's, he was getting me ready for that. And so I didn't make that move until, um, October of 2020. Um, so then Massachusetts. oh my goodness, like would never have expected that on top of <laughs> everything else. <laughs> It made that gave it a layer as well. So. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. So you're stuck in your, you were there, you were opening mm -hmm. a church and then you, five and a half years later, God was like, it's okay mm -hmm. if you go home now. Yeah. And so yeah. where did this stuck come in? Yeah. So I, I made this move and I, I knew what God was asking me to do. And I really felt like he was asking me to take a step of faith in this move. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't have a, uh, you know, apartment of my own lined up. I was planning to move back in with my parents. And uh, so I made this move in October of 2020 and was expecting like 
sunshine and rainbows and like I followed the Lord. And so I'm going <laughs> to literally get to Massachusetts and like the perfect job is going to drop into my lap and I'm going to have this wonderful place to live and all of these things. For and $1 was, a month, utilities included. One, that's right. And <laughs> I was expecting like, God is going to be like, Christine, you honored me so beautifully by doing this. So here you go. Yeah. And that was not the case. And that's where mm -hmm. my stuck really came in because it, it took me, oh, so long to find the job that I'm in now. I had to go through, you know, a lot of, uh, almost jobs or I mm -hmm. accepted one job, um, in January of this year. And I was only there for two months because it was such an awful job, like on mm. so many levels and that I would say that that job really uh, brought out the feelings that I was having because um, it was a job where I was alone for the majority of the day. There was yeah. not much for me to do. And I felt the most like depressed that I had ever felt because I was, mm. I was lonely. It kind of amplified the feelings of what I had left behind in New York in a life yeah. that I truly loved. And in a job that I loved working with people that were like my closest friends. And then to come to here where I was like, God, I followed you. I, I did what you asked me to do. Why is this so hard? And yeah. it was really painful. And I think that that was the turning point almost for me recognizing, oh, this is not the season I was expecting when yeah. God said it's time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't it interesting? we think okay god's calling me to this thing and i'm gonna do it and he's just gonna bless it and it is gonna look like rainbows and butterflies and sparkles yeah. everywhere and yeah. you're saying i followed him and it brought me pain oh i walked into a season of suffering that i never expected and suffering is a strong word you know sure. but it when i made this move i was expecting like you said all of those things mm -hmm. i had no idea looking back you know, a year ago, I had no idea the season of grief and pain and just kind of wrestling with who I am and who God is yeah. um, that I was walking into. Uh, yeah. So that's been really interesting to kind of walk through this year. Yeah. So what would you, what, this is not on the questions I told you I was going to ask, but now I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you say to someone who's in a similar position or was in a similar position of I think I'm doing the right thing and it leads me to pain mm -hmm. how how would you encourage someone in who's there right now yeah uh, I would say that God knows better than we do and his ways are yeah. higher than our ways and yeah as much as this season has um you know, it, it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of the word refined me in a way that I have never mm. been refined before. God took me out of a season where I felt pretty comfortable and, and all, and yeah. I felt pretty good. And he brought me into a season where I didn't, and I was lonely and, but he used this season in a way that only he could, that he sure. let me walk through these things and he refined me through them because he had bigger in mind. He had more in mind for me right. and the place that I sit now, I know him deeper and I know myself deeper and what he's called me to do more than I probably ever have. Yeah. And 
So in, if somebody is sitting in a similar situation being like, God, why? As hard as it is, trust that he, he knows and his ways are truly higher than ours and that he, he's working all things for our good. Even, and yeah. he can do that with pain. Sometimes that's what he yeah. uses to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, I know, um, two women specifically who, um, I've chatted with outside of, um, listening, them listening to wife me up and, mm. um, who are kind of in similar seasons where they're like, I know that this thing is the right thing. Mm. Um, but it is still really painful. And, and I feel they've both used, like, I feel stuck in this pain and, um, pain is awful to be stuck mm. in. It's awful to be lonely and it's awful mm. to, um, experience pain, but it, you're right. It is a trust game. It is a, a game of like, I'm going to wake up today and choose to trust that God's plans for me are better than my plans for me. Yes. Yes. So can you kind of walk us through, um, what the unsticking has been like for you and, and kind of, um, maybe offer like are some days still stuck days? Do you ever feel fully unstuck? Like how did you get out of this cycle of like, okay, I did the right thing. It led me to pain and now I'm stuck in this thing. Yeah. So I had to kind of go to the root of it. And I think I'm somebody that when I kind of jump in head first into something, I just kind of get so busy that I don't stop and actually process what's going on. And so for me, I didn't have a choice but to deal with what was happening around me and yeah. in this season because everything was, you know, kind of stripped down, you know, not only with the move that I made, but with COVID and being limited in what I was able to do um, and having to find a new job and all of those things. I had to deal with some of the things that I was wrestling with. I had to mm. kind of uh, just go head first into, okay, what are the things that are causing pain right now? And yeah. they, they came down to, you know, I, um, I left a career that I had only ever known. I, I had church ministry career for 15 years, you know, yeah. and at the time I knew that God was asking me to do this. And I knew that he was asking me not to, you know, find another church job here in Massachusetts, but I had to mourn the loss of a career that I truly did love. And, right. and we're and called to. Me to and that we're called to, you know, you and I, yeah. we went to the same school. We, this is what yep. we did. You know, this is what <laughs> yeah. we went to school for. And it was what yeah. I've known and what I've loved. So I had to mourn that loss yeah. um, and what church will look like for me moving forward as a congregant and, and what my relationship with God looks like when I'm not yeah. a quote unquote professional Christian anymore. Right. Um, yeah. Well, Jesus. Yeah. Right. You know, I like Sunday mornings have been super interesting for me because I'm like, I have right. not been to a church as just a congregant since before college. And right. so having to say, okay, God, what does my relationship with you look like on a Sunday where I'm not serving and I know nothing about the behind the scenes? Yeah. You and know? there's and no microphone in front of my face. No. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, that's been really interesting to wrestle through, but it's been so beautiful sure. to wrestle through too. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had to come face to face with saying goodbye to people out in New York that I love dearly, who I consider family like that, you know, sure. that I did life with. I was, I'm a single woman who moved out to an area where I didn't know a lot of people and I put right. down roots and then yeah. to, to pull those roots up hurt more than I realized 
But on this side of it, the unstuck part is seeing the relationships that God gave me there that have continued in this new season, even though they look different, they're long distance now, but seeing how that transition has actually made them stronger and sweeter and the times together the same. Um, Yeah. And for me, a big part of becoming unstuck was realizing that I am exactly where God has asked me to be. And, and I'm so grateful to be here. My parents are here. My sister is here. I missed time with them over the past seven years. I I did, (laughs) you know, and to, to be back and to be able to clear that fog where I was just feeling like just focused on my own stuff and feeling bad for myself because I didn't have a job. I didn't have this. I didn't have that to say, look what you have around you. You have your family here. My, my best friends, my three best friends that I've had since I was six years old, they are still here. Right. Like I get to be back with them. And like, right. what a gift that is too. And, yeah. and the beauty of an opportunity that I have to like put down roots in this area as an adult, really for the first time and see right. exactly what God has for me here. And so I would yeah. say my unstuck was a lot more just spiritual and emotional, just wrestling with God through all of these things, because most of the practical and the physical hasn't changed or, or, or took a long time to change. I didn't find my current job until June of this year. And I still don't have my own place, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and, but like, but inside I feel so different because I feel like I've really walked through this with God and I've asked him like what is this season about and I've seen that he had to lead me through kind of a a valley of sorts um, in order to refine me in order to bring about things in me that he couldn't have done otherwise and um, and heal things in me and all I mean I could go on and on there's been so many things over the past year that I and I now feel excited and hopeful about what's ahead and probably about six months ago I would have told you that I just still felt like unsure that I had even made the right decision so yeah um yeah it's 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 been a journey for sure and there are days (laughs) that I still like wrestle with it like feeling still a little stuck about certain things but those are becoming fewer and further between because I I really do see what God is doing in this season yeah, Christine, you just preached. First of all, we had church um, <laughs> ministry. Hey-o. Yeah, we can't help it. We just cannot help it. Um, but you said two things that were really interesting. The first thing, and if um, listeners, if you're listening today and you've listened to the past two, where we've talked about grief and where um, Leslie shared, Leslie Thomas shared the story of their family. And Christine, I know you know Leslie. We all went to school mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, Leslie, you said the same thing she just said about God leading you through the valley, right? And so it's almost like we can expect the valley in life. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is an expectation is that we're going to have a valley, but that we get to go through it. We don't stay in it. We're not stuck in a valley. Um, And that God like walks us through this valley. And I think Leslie, actually her aunt at, at her daughter's funeral pointed out that, Mm. um, 
that serve that that ver word um, through in the in the text and how important that is. And um, you just said the same exact thing. And so I feel like part of maybe this kind of stuck cycle and thing that we're exploring here on Wife Me Up is is maybe part that word is a part of the healing, right? Like, okay, so I'm going to be in this valley. I can expect this valley, but I can expect to go through this valley. Mm -hmm. yes. It's not, I'll be with you in the valley. It's, I'm going to walk you through the valley. And I think that yeah. that's important um, yeah. to note. And the other thing that you said that really, I was like, come on, girl, let's go. What uh, <laughs> is that? You know, I think it's interesting. Wife Me Up, people who listen to Wife Me Up are, are on like lots of different um, spiritual planes. Um, and I'm grateful for that. I love that yeah. there's all kinds of people who are who are listening. But I think it's really important that people know um, that even people who get paid to lead in ministry like you, like me, like Leslie, in that, in that setting that we were in, um, we struggle. And, and here you are saying, I left my home. I planted this church, this community. I've been in professional ministry context for 15 years and God called me out of it. And I had to figure out who I was in him. Yes. And that is so powerful because you know, I think that oftentimes people think that professional Christians like us, have it figured out but i will say very publicly and and you i'm sure know this as the years goes on go on i realize actually the less i know i i, I don't <laughs> yes. really i yes. i know more, i know less and less than i did the yes. year before and the oh, day before so mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm like wait yes. what <laughs> mm -hmm. totally <laughs> yes but the yeah. the struggle is that you know, we we have to trust God, period. And trust is super hard. And so you leaving then a, a place, a chosen family, uh, you know, where you put down roots and, and existed in a really high functioning ministry capacity and we're doing some really cool things for the world. And then for God to be like, nope, like, you're back here, you're back with yeah. your mom and your sister yeah. and your best yeah. friends. And you're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, yeah. And you're, you're not going to have a job for a long time. So you're yeah. going to feel real good. Right. And P.S. <laughs> when you're in full time ministry, like sometimes your job can really be your identity. And that's awful mm -hmm. and hard to navigate. Yes. And so then I'm going to rip this job from you as well. You're going to not have this job and you're going to be like, yeah. well, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> who am yeah. I and who are you and what is happening? 100%. I never Did would you... have expected that either. Sure. That, that oh, I felt yeah. that until I got home and I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know what? Yeah. Who am I? God, what did you call me to do? Right. Because I've known for the past 15 years what I'm to do. And right. now I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of spinning out here. And isn't it interesting that, and I think this is relatable across the board that our identity is not in what we do. It is That's in right. who we are. Right. And so, but we mix that up and, mm -hmm. and it, any totally. profession, right? Like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an account. When someone says, oh, oh, like, tell me about you. They say their job first, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. I'm an accountant or yeah. I'm a teacher or, or whatever it is. I'm a door dasher, whatever, whatever yeah. your job is. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not what God calls us. 
right? Like God doesn't look at you, Christine, and say, oh, here's Christine, the world's best youth pastor that ever existed. No, he says, here's Christine and I chose her and she's my daughter and I love her and she belongs to me. And that's where identity is. But I think our world, we often get so caught up in identity and doing instead of identity and being. Yes. And and it's awful. And, and that leads to stuck places, right? Like, mm-hmm. so when we're yeah. in something and our identity is that thing and that thing gets removed, then mm-hmm. who are we? Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend say to me when I was kind of wrestling through some of this verbally with them, they were like, your calling has not changed. Just the way mm. that you live it out has changed. God has not changed the calling that he has placed on you. You're right. just the way that you practically live that out in your profession right. now is going to look different. And I was like, that right. is a huge game changing to, you know, statement because yep. yeah, you're totally right. I was like, I'm called to be in church ministry. No, baloney. You were called right. by God to share his love with this world. How that Period. plays out right. day to day is going to look different year to year for a right. season. It was in church ministry, but now right. you have an opportunity in a very different career capacity. So yeah, it's a great perspective to have. And potentially even a bigger reach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, here, God's like, I'm going to send you to a place where there's not people who are Christians or who are pretending to be Christians. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to maybe go to a place where there are Christians Yeah. and what that looks like. And, and that's different for us here in the Northeast, right? Like we Mm -hmm. always are like, we're in the barren land. We're in the desert (laughs) of Christianity. There's seven of us and six of us (laughs) went to school together. Like It's so true. (laughs) Yeah, I know. All the girls in Nashville listening to this, we don't live your life. Yes, I wish. (laughs) Invite me to your life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How nice is it? Yeah, I know. (laughs) No, it is. It is interesting. And so the the calling, though, is still the calling regardless of where you do that. And that that friend is really, that's a great friend. Yeah, um, to remind well. you of those truths for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you kind of answered this a little bit, but I, I still want to know if there's something mm-hmm. else besides what that friend just said to you. Um, mm-hmm. Was there something that you heard, read, someone said to you, maybe in addition to that, in a time where you're particularly stuck that was super helpful or did bring you a ton of hope? Mm. There's been a lot. I mean, I... I believe that God is so intentional with the way that he does things that there were days that I was feeling so discouraged and so like blah about my season. And I would literally be on Instagram and something I'd scroll past something that was like so timely, like a passage of scripture or, you know, something from Christine Kane that, you know, just, you know, really resonated exactly with the, you know, the minute that I needed it. And, um, I also read a book, um, in January, I think it was, it's by Kat Armstrong. It's called the in-between place. And it's talking about actually the woman at the well, but it's kind of breaking her story down from all these different perspectives. And Mm. it was just powerful for me to read a book about somebody who probably would tell you she found herself in a, in the middle place, like in the in-between and the, you know, almost, but not yet. And that's how I felt so much this year. Like I'm almost there, but I'm not there yet. And just really like how Jesus, you know, interacted with her and how he came in and just changed her story. And um, that really just resonated with me because I think that this year more than maybe ever in my life, I 
have seen and known Jesus deeper than I have before through this yeah. valley. And so yeah. um, that was definitely, you know, something that stuck with me. Um, and I've just had friends just really speaking into my situation and just encouraging <clears throat> me as as I've walked through it. Um, and 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 I'm somebody who really resonates a lot with music too. And a yeah. song that I have had on repeat this whole year is uh, "Battle Belongs" by Phil. Yes, Wittem. yeah. And just just as like that prayer because this year I've wrestled with anxiety my whole life, Megan. And this mm-hmm. year it ratcheted up in a way that I never would have expected. And mm. that prayer, that song, I really use as a prayer. Just like, God, this battle belongs to you. This is not anything I can yeah. do on my own. I have to lay it down. I have to be on my knees before you and, and giving this over yeah. to you because I'm powerless against this. And I know yeah. that the enemy is trying to use this to, uh, to bring me down, to take me out. And you even said to yeah. me a couple of weeks ago, like Satan, he's, he's not creative. He's never created. No, he's so he's boring. Doing it's the same thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was like, you're so right. Because hello, yep. of course, you know, with yep. everything else going on. And I made this, you know, step of faith because God asked me to. Satan hates that. Yeah. And so what can he do? He can ratchet up my anxiety and make me feel like I can't face a day. And, right. and that's not me. No. And so it's just been that prayer constantly of just, God, this battle belongs to you. It's every part of this season, every part of my stuck, it belongs to you. And so that's yeah. been a really powerful anthem for this yeah. season. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So my final kind of stuck question, I love asking guests this question. <laughs> oh, it like gives me goosebumps every time. Mm. But what is something that you know about God now? having lived through this season that maybe you didn't know about him before it started? Yeah. Um, so last, uh, so it was Lent of 2020. I was doing the She Reads Truth Lent study. Can you tell us what Lent is really quick? Can you just remind us? Yeah. So it's the season leading up to Easter and it's basically preparing our hearts for, um, Jesus, uh, dying on the cross and coming Mm -hmm. back again. And just to kind of focus in our attention and mm-hmm. in some traditions you give up something and some mm-hmm. you add in some sort of like spiritual discipline and so um for me I always love to go through like a bible study um, yeah. during that time just to kind of guide me through those 40 days and mm-hmm. so I was doing a study with she reads truth which is one of my favorite um me bible too study curriculum. they're so good they're it's so good so dumb how good it is like- I know <laughs> it's not nothing's gonna be as good they are they are the best they are the best they are the best i want to be friends with them honestly Um, it would be great so (laughs) in 2020 they had planned out you know that we were gonna study the book of job which you know jokes on all of us that you know god knew that 2020 lent 2020 was going to be the most we'd ever given up Um, and, and he was like, he put it on their hearts to have us walk through the book of Job. And I was like, oh my goodness. Um, that's the book that you like avoid at all costs. But I was like, you know what? (laughs) No matter what (laughs) we're going in, it's fine. You know, this is their study. I trust them. I trust God. Let's go. And so I read through it and the last chapter of Job, you know, he walks through so many things, so many, so much loss and devastation. And in the last chapter of Job is talking to God and he says, 
my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. And mm. I would say, you know, I might get a little emotional telling you this. I, yeah. I believe that I yeah. could say that to God. I say that to God now. Yeah. Um, because like I said, I've walked with Jesus since I was a little girl and he's led me through so many different seasons, but I would say none have ever, um, shown me him the way that this past season has. Yeah. And I, my eyes have seen him in, mm-hmm. you know, in his provision, in the friends that he has sent to surround me in my family that uh is my support system in um in his protection from things that I probably would have walked right into that he protected me from in giving me a a season um you know where he's led me through this valley and um so many different things I could I could talk forever about the ways that I've seen him show up in this season yeah I, I would say that you know I've seen his faithfulness in a way that I've never seen it before, but I think it's probably that my eyes are open in a way that they never have been before, that Mm. he's always moved this way. But I was so busy and I was, you know, running or trying to avoid this pain or anything like that, that this season stripped it all away. And I see with fresh eyes, the, how intentionally and specific he loves me every single day. Um, and just the ways that he's cared for me and walked with me and held me through some really hard moments and, um, and what he has ahead, you know, and the hope that he's given me for what's ahead. So yeah, I would say that verse, my ears had heard of Mm. me, but my, now my eyes have seen me. That's, that's what I beautiful. I love that. Uh. Powerful. Christine, you're the best. Thank you no, so much. You're the best. Thank you. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I love this story because, yeah. um, you know, I got to kind of watch it like from the sidelines as it was yeah. happening, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What is going on yeah. here? <laughs> like, yeah. is she sure? Yeah, <laughs> is she sure? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've asked Christine, myself that a lot. Christine's mm-hmm. leaving church ministry. I was like, No, she's not. <laughs> um, and then you did, and I was like, Oh, yeah. she did. Like, and then I did. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's so it's so cool to see. Um, what God has done in you in that in that season and I think that that's the most impressive thing right like when we are always like being willing to be molded and shaped and um yeah. you know made made more like him yes. um even in even in pain even in a decision that you were like all right I'm gonna do this and mm-hmm. and I'm hoping you show up mm-hmm. <laughs> and it doesn't turn out the way you expected but yeah somehow it's still it's more than I expected in the best way, you know, yeah. even through the pain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. you for joining us today. I just you. adore you and really appreciate oh, you. So thank, thank you. you. Listeners, we will see you over on Megan Recommends. Hey everybody, and welcome to Megan Recommends, just a little place where we share things that are making our world brighter and better in hopes that they will make your world brighter and better too. Today, Megan recommends listening to Christine. Girl, what are your recommendations for us? 
All right, so I've got three for you. Love a three. Love three. I'm so excited to share these. I love Megan. <laughs> Megan recommends. Uh, <laughs> You're like, okay. Let's get to the Megan recommends part. Yes, I got this. <laughs> I am so covered. Uh, okay, so first, we are in fall, and in fall. I am not your traditional fall drink person, but I do have a great fall beverage over at Starbucks that just makes my day. It Stop is the it. caramel apple spice. It's basically just caramel apple cider. Okay. Mm. It's not that weird iced caramel apple crisp macchiato craziness. It's a caramel apple spice and it's just caramel apple cider. It tastes like fall. It is warm. It is delicious. Mm. Like soothes your soul. It does. And it it gives me a throwback to my Eastern University days because we used to walk into town and yes. drink these while we were studying. And so it's yes. like a nostalgic boost and it tastes delicious and there's no caffeine. So, uh, so you can I need to lay off the caffeine. <laughs> you can, it's a 4 p.m. drink. It's a 4 p.m. drink. Um, quick clarifying, can you say the name of the drink one more time? Caramel Apple Spice. Mm, you know the difference between me and you? What? You say caramel. caramel. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's fair. Caramel. I know. I, Boston. Hey, yo. <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. That's good. Okay. Yep. Caramel, caramel, apple spices yep. from the Starbucks. And from the anytime Starbucks. soothe your soul drink. That's yes. number one. What's your number yeah. two? Um, Ellie Holcomb's new CD, Canyon. Oh. It is so good. I love her Do as a you... person. Oh. She's just... She's just like joy and sunshine in a, you know, in a person, but she also, what I love about this album is you can tell she's had to walk through some things to write this album. It is powerful and it has ministered to me so much over this past, over the past few months since it's been out and it's like kind of given me words to some of the things in my stuck. Um, And like the song Stronger on that album has been like I said, another anthem for me, just dealing with my anxiety this year, you know, and just being like, I am stronger than this fear. And that whole album is just, it's unbelievable. So highly recommend that. Do you know, I listened to that album in, in a day, in one sitting, actually like turned it on and listened because I heard her on Annie F Downs podcast. That Mm -hmm. sounds fun. And she, Ellie Holcomb was her guest and she talked about this, this specific album. And I listened to the whole episode with tears in my eyes and was Mm -hmm. like, I have to listen to that right now. So I, I just put it on and I just laid on my couch and listened to the entire thing in one yes. sitting because it is that captivating. Oh, this it's album, so beautiful. I could not yes. agree with you more. So Ellie powerful. Holcomb and, Canyons. Yes. And you just said another one of my favorite things, which is Annie F. Downs. So oh, love 10 her. out of 10 recommend Annie. Totally. <laughs> um, and then my last thing. So I don't know if you've heard of, um, there's a fair trade company called Seiko Designs. Um, Wait, can you say it again? Yep, Seiko. So it's spelled S-S-E-K-O. Okay, S-S-E-K-O Designs. Yep. So they are a fair trade company. They work with um, artisans based in Uganda. And basically when you shop with them, the money that these artisans make, it puts them through school. So it's like a really cool... You know, super um, cool. Yeah, it's odd. And the stuff that they make is amazing. But the specific item that I want to highlight because I've been telling everyone in my everyday life about it is anyone who will listen. 
Yes. And they're like, why are you wearing that again? And so I'll tell you, um, it's, it's called the Bwindi, B-W-I-N-D-I sweatshirt. Um, this one was actually made by artisans in India. It is soft. It is comfortable. Uh, You can wear it with like regular sweatpants or you can dress it up. It, it's a win. And in my work from home life, I wear it a lot. So I will just be honest and say I wear it a lot. I'm so excited. <laughs> I will send you the link. So I'll give S- you the hookup with my friend Taylor. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh, please do. And we'll put it in the show notes. So listeners, okay. if you want that, we'll put it in the show notes for you. Yes. But just to make sure it's S-S-E-K-O. Yes. Yep. And okay. they make they make jewelry. They make delicious coffee. They make bags. Aww. So if you haven't checked out Seiko before, please, you will love it all. I love this. Yeah, yes. send us uh, your link. And I will. Taylor's. Yep, my girl situation. Taylor. She'll hook you up. Yeah, she'll hook us up. We're yep. so excited. We love yeah. shopping here. Yes. <laughs> it also sounds like a great place to maybe start some Christmas shopping. One hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Christine recommends. I'm going to do the recap. Christine okay. recommends caramel caramel apple spice at Starbucks. <laughs> yep. Two, Ellie Holcomb's album, Canyons. And mm-hmm. three, Seiko Designs, specifically the Buendi sweatshirt, B-W-E-N-D-I. Yep. And you're going to send us a link we can put in the show notes for that. Yes, I will. <gasps> what a dream. Yes. <laughs> Hope those all make your, your life record. better. <laughs> they're, they're, they're about to make my life better. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Girl, thank you for your recommendations. Thank you. That was fun. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>